we're continuing to talk about love. We've got our fourth candle that we lit today, four candles, four meditative points for Advent. Uh, the first week, we talked about hope, and then we talked about preparation, preparing our hearts, and we talked about last week, joy, and this week, we're going to talk about love, love, let all that we do be done in love. Um, be praying for uh, JJ and Kate. Uh, they are quarantining right now. And uh, they went to have brunch with her mother last Sunday. And then a few days later, uh, her mother wasn't feeling well and went and got tested and tested positive for COVID. So uh, her, her brother, uh, Kate's brother, who's a doctor, advised them uh, to go ahead and quarantine. At uh, the time that they got uh, word of it, they had already... It had already been five days, so they're going to quarantine for the next five days, and, and, uh, which will take them through Christmas Eve. Uh, so so they're, I, don't, I don't believe they'll be able to be a part of us either on Christmas Eve, but that's all right. We're still going we're, we're to press on. And, and uh, Kate and JJ, if y'all are watching, we miss you, but we also love you and uh, trust that you and your household are doing well, praying for your mom, lifting her up, and praying for your dad for his protection, and uh, just, just believe that uh, all that's going to go on. Everyone relax. We've all heard kids get crazy before. So if you've been parents, we're all good. They're having a good time. Hey, they're having church. I'm trying to, I'm trying to wake some of the dead in here. No. <laughs> Those of you grew up in the first church of the frigid air, it's time to heat it up. No. <laughs> uh, for uh, speaking of December 24th at 5 p.m., Christmas Eve at 5 p.m., we're going to have our, uh, our wrap-up for our Advent uh, celebration and our, our Christmas Eve candlelight service out at Inspiration Park, right in the middle of the old part. It's funny to say the old part of the neighborhood, right? But, <laughs> but the original part of the neighborhood. Uh, Inspiration Park, the park with the big gazebo on it, right there at, uh, on Autumn Mist. Um, Come on out at five o'clock. Uh, it'll be about a, maybe maybe about a forty-five minute service. We're not going to keep everyone long because we know there's a lot going on for Christmas Eve. A lot of family things. A lot of cooking. Uh, you can invite me over to your house if you want, and uh, I will be a tester for you for any of the cooking. Uh, I have already decreed in the spirit that anything I eat on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day is low calorie and free of carbohydrates. I've already I've already spoken it spoken that out in faith. <laughs> and then I'll deal with the ramifications afterwards. Uh, so anyways, 5 o'clock, it's going to be a great time. And uh, 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 invite your neighbors too. Uh, the, you know, folks don't have to be a member or attend gathering church. It can be anybody, whosoever. Uh, just bring them on in and let's love on, love on the Lord and love on each other that night. And uh, we're going to have a good time uh, praying that the Lord gives us good weather for it. Uh, also... Thank you, Dave. Also, he's using technology. He's holding up his tablets to give me his, his announcement so I can read it. Uh, thank you for using a big size font, too. Uh, if you've not had your photo taken, over in the corner, uh, David's going to snap your photo, and that's going to help us. We have a software uh, that we can log everyone's name and just your image in there. We're not, well, it's not anything for us to publish. You don't have to worry. We're not going to stick it out on the Gathering Facebook page, and you go, oh, my goodness, my hair was horrible that day. That's just so that if... You know, when somebody says your name, if we can't remember who you are, we can just pull you up 
uh, the staff can pull you up in the app and go, oh, yes, that person. Because if you're like me, you remember faces a whole lot better than you remember names. And uh, so anyways, it just helps us in our database. So if you've not uh, gone over and shown your pearly whites yet, go on over and smile like you're on TV for David. And he'll, it's very quick and very painless, I promise you. It's going to be a lot less painless than the COVID vaccine. How's that? I'll make you that promise. So, uh, Aaron, I'm glad you're home. Glad you're home safe. I know it's been a rough week. And, uh, uh, and while we're praying for you guys, we're also celebrating your grandfather. Uh, what a Christmas. He's a, uh, Aaron's grandfather went to be with the Lord this week. And, and uh, while at the same time, uh, he's reunited with his, with his wife right at Christmas time. What a glorious Christmas. Uh, and even though they were able to rejoice because he's, he was a man of God and a preacher for many, many years, uh, you know, at the same time, it's hard. You, you, you lose your loved ones, you miss them. And uh, so we're, uh, we're praying for you. And, and uh, what a legacy. I hope you don't mind me, me sharing this. Aaron, Aaron had, and I promise I'm not trying to make you cry. I promise I'm not trying to make you cry. Not trying to make you cry. Uh, we love you, Aaron. Uh, but no, it, and, and I, can, I can relate to this because she said this, and I was like, yes, yes, yes. I, 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 and this is an odd thing to say, but I'm so glad you were able to, to, to um, experience this. You know, she was uh, communicating with me this week, and she said, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful because I had a chance in his last hours to hold his hand and to pray for him. The man who taught me how to pray, the spiritual giant in her life. She said, I had a chance to pray over my grandfather in his final hours, and he's the man that taught me how to pray. And what an absolute legacy. The Bible says that uh, beautiful in the eyes of the Lord are the death of his saints. And I never understood that until I stood my, my dad's side, held his hand, prayed over him, and, and he, had, he had his wife and his children worshiping God as he stepped into glory. And, and as odd as it was, it was just as beautiful as, as, and, and as difficult and hard as it was. It was just as beautiful as seeing my daughter Sophia be born. As, as sacred and beautiful as that was, this was equally as much. And uh, God's got a precious, precious thing for us at the end of our time. Amen? Amen. So anyways, we're lifting up the uh, Aaron's family and your dad, Tim. I love him and reached out to him. So uh, just remember that family. It's always hard. Many, many of you, many of you have lost loved ones uh, this, this past year. Gina, you lost a, a few cousins uh, just recently, just this past week. And, and uh, we're lifting your family up. Uh, lost to, to COVID. Uh, many of you, some, several of you knew the, the teachers, the couple from Grand Prairie that were teachers. Both of them passed away this, this, this week from COVID. It's, it's, it's been a rough year. It's been a hard year. But here we are. We're still here. And if we're still here, that means that God still has purpose and he still has plenty of love for us. Plenty of love for us. All right, we're going to get into this real quick like. Ryan, we're talking about love today. Amen. Ryan gets real nervous if I talk like Isaac Hayes. So. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, God's got some love for us, that's for sure. Unconditional love. So we're going to hop into this. Beloved, reading from 1 John chapter 4, starting with verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love springs from God, and he who loves his fellow men is begotten, born of God, 
and is coming progressively. That means it's con- you're continually arriving to know and understand God, to perceive and recognize and get a better and clearer knowledge of him. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not even and never did know him. For God is love. One of the most pivotal statements in all of the word of God, I believe. God is love. God is not trying to smite you today. God is not hacked off at you today. God is not angry with you today. The Bible says that the fullness of the wrath of God was poured out on the cross. So if you believe in Christ as your Savior, if you are hidden in Christ then the fullness of the wrath of God has already been poured out on the cross. God is love. That's powerful. It's not even a matter of God has chosen to love you. Well, God chooses to love us no matter what. No, it's not even that. It goes beyond that. He is love. His very existence is love. It's not that he decides to love. Just the mere fact that he is is love. And what, what more powerful force on this planet than love? When you look at your child today, if you're a parent and you look at your child or if you're a grandparent and you think about your children and your grandchildren and you think about that feeling that you get that you can't even put words into and it's love, it's that, just that powerful feeling that you have for them that's unconditional, even when you want to wring their neck. You know what I mean? Come on, parents, y'all know what I mean. But you love them anyway. Why? Because it's God. That feeling, that emotion, that's a part of God. That's why even folks, atheists who say, I don't, I don't know if I believe in God. If they encounter God, if they encounter love, they're encountering God. Whether they want to believe in him or not, they're encountering God. He is love. He doesn't just choose to love us. His very existence is love. Now, This is pretty powerful. It says here, if someone doesn't love, he who does not love has not become acquainted with God. If if someone doesn't even love, they've not even, they don't even know God. Like never knew him, he says. Some, Some of the most crankiest people on the planet that I've met in my life happen to be Christian, claim to be Christian. And yet they struggle with showing love. That's a scary thing. To say that you know Christ, but you don't know how to love. Man, that's my prayer going into 2021. Lord, help me to love people more than ever. It's not, Lord, bless me. Look, God's going to bless me. He's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of all of us. That's how he is. He's a good daddy. But man, if we could learn to love people, if we could learn to let go of some things, If we can learn, I'm not saying there's certain people that you, you know, you don't have to go have pizza with them or coffee with them. I understand. Sometimes personalities clash. But man, if we could learn to love and let go and forgive. Sometimes mercy means that you just let something live, you know? (laughs) If you're out hunting, you decide to have mercy. It's not that you love the animal. You just may let them live. Sometimes you, you just have to let people live, and, love, and sometimes that's loving them. You can love them from your house, and you love them you know, a few miles away or whatever if you have to, 
until the Lord allows you. But man, if we can learn to love, because if we don't love, we don't know him. Matter of fact, if you go back to verse 7, it says, if you want to know him, if you want to know God more than anything else, if you want to know him, love people. That's pretty profound. He could have said, hey, if you want to know him, find you a good Bible study. If you want to know him, attend church. If you want to know him, go to Bible college. If you want to know him, memorize as many scriptures as you can. But he didn't. It said that if you love your fellow man, if you love people, then you're in a process of continually getting to know him and perceiving him and understanding him. Man, it would be awesome if we became known throughout this whole community as, hey, those folks at Gathering Church, they know God. What do you, how do you know? Because, man, they love people like nobody else. Amen. That'd be powerful. Let everything we do this year be about love, loving people. When we do an outreach, I don't even want it to be just to promote gathering church. Hey, let's go do an outreach so we can let the neighborhood know that we're here. Well, yeah, sure, that's a kind of important. But at the same time, it, how about we just do outreach because we want to love people. We want to bless not only our community, but the greater community. Why? Because we just want people to know God loves them. And if, and if we're able to lead them to the Lord, or if we're able to plant the seed, and another fellowship happens to be able to scoop them up and reap that harvest, praise God. It's okay. It's all part of the kingdom. We're not in competition. We just want to love people. Love. If we can get anything about this Christmas, because, man, I don't know about y'all, it doesn't necessarily feel like Christmas this year, does it? In a traditional sense. I'm not saying it feels bad. It just doesn't feel normal. It hasn't been a normal year. But man, if we could focus on love this year like never before. Love. Why? Because God is love. He, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his word. He loves you so much he'll give you his word. John chapter 4, verse 18 says this. This is another reason to live in love and to hop right into love. There is no fear in love. Man, how many decisions have we made in life, honestly, because we're afraid? Most, most of our egoic struggles, you know, we get, we get upset if somebody else gets the promotion. We get upset. Look at that. It's time to turn the page. Y'all remember those books? Turn the page. You know, the little records in the books. If, uh, how, many time, how many times have folks gotten jealous? Why would you get jealous? Because you're afraid. You're afraid you're not going to get blessed like that. You're afraid that you're not going to encounter happiness like that. You know, it's fear. You're either living in faith or you're living in fear. The opposite of faith is fear. If you live in faith, you're living in love. Why? Because you know God loves you so much that you're going to be taken care of, that you can count on his word, and that his word is true in your life, and that his word is going to come to pass no matter what's going on all around you. But if you're living in fear, you, you can't encounter love. So there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. How many of you wake up in the morning and you dread to go do something? Man, that's, that's actually part of living in fear. But if you're living in love, it doesn't matter. You wake up in this mode of, Lord, I don't know what you got for me, but it's going to be all right because you're going to take care of me today and you're going to be there. So let's go do it. What do you have me to do today? So dread does not exist, but full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. 
For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. What's going to happen to me? Man, if this doesn't come to pass, if I don't achieve this, if I don't get this done on time, if I don't get, if I don't, uh, you know, if I don't get the right present, ooh, there's a lot of fear that goes on during Christmas time amongst families. Man, if I don't find the right present, she ain't going to be happy with me. Let me tell you something. I want to, y'all want, let me give you some, some, some marital advice. That's kind of scary coming from the divorced pastor, isn't it? <laughs> hey, we're just keeping it real around here. And maybe it explains my plight. So, Howard, she'll never forget the Christmas you buy her a mop. She'll never forget it. <laughs> so there's a lot of dread. There's a lot of fear. A lot of pressure. Hey, the, I could be shining some light on my situation, so... Everybody relax. We're keeping it real around here, right? Just come on. It's tw- hey, look, it's 2020. All rules are out the window, right? <laughs> look, me and, I, me and Howard promise we're going to be like normal next year. We'll be like good, normal church, church people next year, right? Yeah, I did promise the last year. For free, fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love, has not yet grown into love's complete perfection. Lord, teach us to understand and to live in perfect love. Why? Because, man, we don't have to live in fear. Wouldn't it be wonderful to wake up and not have to be afraid of anything, not have to be worried about anything, not have to be tense about anything, not have to dread anything, yet... We can experience it. If we live in love, his word says it. I'm doing my best to learn how to be there. 1 Corinthians 13, we all know this one. It's the love chapter. 1 Corinthians 13, starting with verse 1. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge... And if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Woo, man, that's pretty, that's pretty indicting. If your mindset and your attitude is not one of love, it doesn't matter what you do, you're wasting your time. He said, if, if you... If you understood all the language, think of, you're not just bilingual, you're like universal lingual. It doesn't matter, like you understand every language on the planet. That's pretty impressive. Not only that, you could speak heavenly languages on top of that, man. Just, you know, you could talk to angels. So, but if you didn't have love, you're just making a lot of noise. No matter who you are. Instead of, if, if you could flow in prophetic gifts. Think of how powerful that is. If you've ever encountered someone who has a prophetic anointing about them, so that if you could flow in prophetic gifts and, and, and understand the mysteries of God and hear the heart of God and speak, a, speak an incredible word of knowledge over somebody. But if you didn't have love, you're nothing, nobody. Woo! Think of, think of what would happen to a lot of preachers out there that are trying to make a name for themselves. If they don't flow in love, it doesn't matter. They're not going to have a name. 
It's pretty powerful. And then you could give. We spent a whole month talking about giving. And man, you guys did give. We, we talked about it for the month of November. And, and, and we set a record. You guys, you guys were obedient to the Lord. Thank you for that. But he said, look, I could give, I could give all my money to the poor. Said, man, I gave everything I had to Mission Arlington. Think about that. And then sacrifice your body. Just wither yourself away for the Lord and brag about it. So whatever. But if you don't have love, you wasted your time. Love has to be the underlying theme for everything that we do. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, three things will last forever. There's three things, three things that will last forever. You know, the Bible always says, or, or, or you, know, you hear people always say, you can't take it with you, so might as well enjoy it now. Well, there are three things you're going to get to take with you. These things are going to last forever. You can encounter them here, and you'll encounter them in eternity. Why? They last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Think about that. These are three things that you don't even that you use over here, but you're also going to use on the other side when we do cross over. Faith. Why would you need faith over there? Well, faith is trusting God. It's believing God. Not just believing in God, it's believing Him. When you go over there, His Word's still going to remain true. Whatever it is on the other side, His Word still remains true. His Word lasts forever. You can still have faith. Hope. Hope. You know, I've got a great hope. I've got loved ones that I'll get to see one day. And I bet you anything, they have great hope that they're going to get to see me too. You know? I bet they're anticipating just as much as I am. But love, we can encounter love here. And though we see through a glass darkly, when perfection has come, we're going to encounter love in its perfect state. Why? Because God will always exist. And God is love. We sing it today, Emmanuel, God with us, love with us. You are loved today. You are loved. Matter of fact, the very first scripture I read today, 1 John 4, chapter 7, he started out by calling us beloved. That word means dearly loved ones. Deeply loved one. He referred to us as someone who was deeply loved. And because we've been loved so much, we too can be loved. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, God loved us. He loved you just as much on your worst day as he does on your holiest day. That's pretty powerful. John chapter 15, Jesus gives a command. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. It's not just a suggestion. Hey, guys, if you think about it, if it strikes your fancy, try to love it. No, Jesus gave a command. Hey, we're part of the army of the Lord. Listen here, soldier, I'm commanding you something. Yes, sir, what is it? Love each other. Just as I have loved you. How has Christ loved us today? Unconditionally. passionately. He loved us so much that he gave his life for you. Matter of fact, the Bible says no greater love has any man shown but to lay down his life for his friend. When was the last time we laid our life down? Now, 
I'm praying that none of us are ever in a situation we have to physically give our life and end our life for the sake of each other. I would hope that we would love each other to that point. But there are times that you're going to have to lay your life down, the things that are important to you, your schedule, your business, your plans need to sometimes fly out the window for the sake of loving somebody else. He said, love each other. I command you this. Love each Jesus could have said, I command you this. Go to church every week. I command you this. Pay your tithes. No. His command was this. Love each other the same way I set the example. Love each other that way. And finally, 1 Peter chapter 4. Where are we at? No, wait, no, I'm skipping one. Look at this. John chapter 15, verse 12. The end of the world is coming soon. Woo! Boy, that should make somebody happy, right? <laughs> After 2020, it's like, hey, yeah. Oh, come on, y'all. Just someone loosen up around here. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. That's a pretty hefty thing to say. The word earnest means clarity of mind, focused, discerning. So pray with clearness of mind and discernment, he said. You know, don't, don't waste your time with a now I lay me down to sleep type of prayer. We're living in perilous times. The end of the world is near. There's great evil out there. There's a lot of corruption out there. There's a, there's a lot of uh, false religion out there, even disguised as Christianity. So when you pray, be discerning, understand what you're praying for, and pray with clearness of mind. And then he said, pray with discipline. In other words, pray regularly. If you're going to work out and exercise and be disciplined about it, it means that you make it a lifestyle. You do it on a regular basis. So he's saying the same thing about prayer. Pray with discernment and clarity of mind. Pray regularly. That's pretty lofty. But then he said, most important of all, even more important than that, continue to show deep love for each other. More important than that kind of powerful prayer, more important than that kind of devotion to communicating with God, as important as that is, he said, most of all, continue to love each other deeply, passionately. The word passion actually has to do with pain, you know? Sometimes you love someone so much you hurt for them. You love someone so much you just ache for them to be blessed, ache for them to be better. So show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. That's powerful. The love of God has covered a multitude. His blood covers a multitude of sins. Do you realize you get to show people that kind of love? And when you love somebody, it, it, that happens, right? How many, how many of you who have children want to advertise on social media your children's blunders? Well, other than Michael. <laughs> Michael's like, let me teach you a lesson. You ain't going to believe what my kid did today. Post. No, <laughs> no seriously. 
If your child, if your child made the biggest mistake of his life, you're going to keep it in-house. Why? Because you love them, and you're going to coach them how to get through it. You know, yesterday we had a powerful, powerful time in the men's Bible study. We, we've wrapped up the men's Bible study, Saturday morning Bible study for the year. We're going to kick back in January 9th. Men, I encourage you, if you can, make it out 7 a.m. I know it's early. Just crawl out of bed. Most, most everyone shows up looking like they just crawled out of bed. It's all right. We ain't trying to impress anyone. But we were able to, there was, there's a gentleman who's been coming. He attends a different fellowship. And, and this gentleman, you can, you can tell, has had a rough life. And he's been consistent. And he doesn't say a whole lot when he's there. He's usually just kind of soaking it in. Uh, uh, he, he usually, he's, he's not the most articulate. You can tell he's probably got him a story. And he showed up. And he, he basically said, I've never been more relieved to be here in my life. So I knew he must have had a bad week, rough week. At the end, when, when I was reminding everyone, hey, this is our last one for the year. Uh, everyone have a Merry Christmas. We're going we're to convene back on January 9th. He, he looked up and he says, what? I said, yeah, yeah, we're going to, January 9th. And he started crying. And, and we, we said, man, are you, you okay? And he said, he goes, I, I don't, man, I'm, I'm not happy about that. He said, I need this. Guys, I need this. I need this connectivity. I need this fellowship. He started crying. And, and uh, at that point, we just said, hey, what can we pray for you about? And, and he started opening up. And for 20 minutes, he started sharing things that he was struggling with. For weeks, he's been coming. He's come eight weeks, nine weeks. Hadn't hardly said a word. I was glad to have him there. When he comes in, I know exactly what he wants. I, I've got ice water. I get up and go get him. He wants ice water. And he just sits there. He, he opened up, started sharing his story and things that he's currently struggling with. And in the middle of the, st uh, the story, there was expletives, you know? There was, there was, a, you know, there, there was some language dropped in the Dave cave that had not been dropped there before. But he was so sincere. You know what we did? We loved this guy. We just put our arms around him. Nobody said a word to him about his dialogue. And we just loved on him. And he shared some things in my townhouse that will stay in my townhouse. Why? Because we love him. Love covers a multitude of sins. We had a chance to anoint him and pray over him. And he just wept like a baby. It was beautiful. You know? I told him, don't be afraid. Hey, look, we got each other's number. We're going to go do coffee. We'll go do breakfast. We'll do something. You're not going to be alone. But not any of us who are in attendance would dream of talking about the details about it. Why? Because we love them. That's what love does. Love provides safe harbor. It's beautiful. God, allow this fellowship and I don't just mean these walls. I just mean this fellowship. Allow us to be safe harbor for each other. If you haven't figured it out, we are quite imperfect. All of us. From the pastor on down. But we serve a perfect God who's teaching us to be perfect. And finally, wrapping up. Oh, that was it. Not sure what happened to my slides. That's all right. First Peter chapter four verse seven. The, actually, that was it. That was it. That was First Peter. I just forgot to change the uh, 
change the scripture. So look at that. I'm done already. Merry Christmas. Everyone stand. Hallelujah. I want all of you, as the musicians are coming, I want everyone to understand this. I I truly, truly love each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Uh, We're wrapping up another year, and you guys, uh, you guys have been so gracious with me uh, and so loving with me during my transition and during even some of my personal, uh, you know, personal challenges and journey, and, and you guys have shown an incredible amount of grace and love, and, and it's just allowed me to fall in love with all of you all the more, and, and I, I pray daily for you, and I want all of you to have a Merry Christmas. I know it's been a rough year. Some of you had great loss this year, but I promise you 2021 is going to be better. doesn't mean that we're not going to have challenges. But I just know that he's, the Bible says he crowns the year with glory. And he's going to crown 2021 with his glory. And we're going to see it. Amen. Let's all pray. Father, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for your love. Teach us to love. When we see uh, in the coming days, we see the images of the manger. And we understand that love was birthed on that day over 2,000 years ago, but you didn't birth love to stay in a manger. You birthed it to grow and to hang on a cross. And you birthed love to give itself because that's what love does. It gives. And you birthed it so that it could come alive in our life and on our heart. Lord, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that's never asked you to be Lord of their life, I pray, Holy Spirit, you just move and convict them and draw them close to you. If there's anyone that needs to rededicate their life this Christmas season, move and allow them to do so. We put our trust in you and our faith in you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen.